previously on the Martha Mindset. And I went into the hairdressers and the way they straighten the hair is through an open flame, like tongues on an open flame. Wait, what? Yeah. They literally have metal tongues on an open flame and they use that to straighten your hair. Can't you like die or something? Yeah. <laughs> I was absolutely terrified. The flame was only a few inches from me. Yeah. And I remember thinking, oh my God, I'm going to die. Hi everyone, this is Martha and you're listening to episode four of the Martha Mindset. Thanks so much for tuning in again. It's great to have you joining me. Welcome back for yet again another episode. In today's episode, I wanted to get a little bit personal and reflect on what has been quite a crazy year and a half. I wanted to reflect on marriage specifically because around a year and a half ago, I got married. It honestly was the most beautiful day. It was a day full of happiness and a day full of love and a day to celebrate. And I think my husband and I would agree it was probably the most special day of our lives. You know, I wouldn't have gone to all that effort for it to be crap, let's be honest. Nobody plans a wedding and spends a whole year or whatever planning for this massive day for it to be rubbish. The reason why I wanted to discuss marriage and weddings is because not only are weddings, you know, super big business within the Asian culture, but obviously your wedding day is one of the most important, if not the most important, day of your life. I thought it'd be quite nice to actually sit down and think back to what the last year or so has been like. I think in the daily rush of things, you don't really get a chance to think about all the decisions that you've made or all the steps that you've taken and what path certain things have led you to. So those of you who have been consistently listening to each episode of my podcast would have been introduced to my husband in episode two. So to give everyone a bit of background, my husband is Hindu and I am a Christian. So we had an interfaith marriage. We got married in church and we had a very traditional Christian ceremony. Um, We're quite lucky in that we got through that hurdle quite smoothly, I would say. And I think overall, we were both just happy to have gotten married and, and to have the luxury of being able to spend the rest of our lives together. I wanted to share some of my reflections on adjusting to life as a newlywed. So a lot of people won't know this, but I was 23 years old when I got married. Uh, I'm now 24. I think that surprises a lot of people because... I think people's eyebrows tend to kind of shoot up when I tell them that I'm married. Even though I visibly wear my engagement ring and my wedding band, I think people are afraid to ask me whether I'm married and that's totally okay. I mean, it's fine. I think it's still quite uncommon and rare to find people who are in their early 20s who have decided to get married. I actually often find myself justifying why I'm married and I rush into this explanation about how my husband and I met and I kind of tell people about our love story. If you're listening and you want to know if I've suddenly kind of sparked your curiosity, uh, in a very brief nutshell, uh, my husband and I met when we were in school. We were friends first and then we fell in love and then we decided that actually it would be pretty cool to spend the rest of our lives together and we decided to commit to each other and we decided to get married. 
side note there, I said, yes, we did decide to commit to one another and committing to each other doesn't necessarily mean having to get married. There are obviously other ways that you can, you know, show your commitment to one another. But obviously this is a route that we decided was right for us. I would say that for me personally, getting married at a young age hasn't restricted me. And I think there is still this school of thought where people think when you get married young, your life is over. Or if you get married in general, your life is over. People do tend to sort of ask about marriage in this weirdly negative tone. So they'll be like, oh, how's married life? And it's like, I haven't like committed a crime or I haven't done something negative. I haven't, I haven't done something that's, you know, detrimental to my life. And I'm sort of paying for it day by day. You know, I've done something for myself that has made me really, really happy. I'm actually in a better place having gotten married than I was, I think, prior to marriage. For example, I feel like my mental health is better. I think I'm more stress-free. I would say I'm happier. I would say that I'm a little bit more positive in life. I am currently living with my in-laws. It's a new chapter. I'm getting to know more people through my husband's family and I'm getting to make new relationships and my inner circle is changing. I would say that I'm thriving at work as well. I think when I go into work, I'm a different person now. Um, I'm a lot more happier. I have more stories to share having gotten married. And I would say in general, actually, because I'm young, because I'm ambitious, it's actually motivating me more not to just be the archetypal married woman. I'm more focused on achieving, actually, now that I'm married. I have a clear idea of what my goals are and I know what I want to do with my life. Um, and I think actually marriage has only complemented the ambitious side of me. I think that some of the challenges I faced when I got married was the fact that I was living with a new set of people. As per South Asian traditions, I moved in with my husband's family. So I'm currently living with my in-laws. And that was obviously a big transition because I had to leave the home that I was born in and grew up in and live with new people. And that was challenging um, because there are so many different personalities and, you know, you have a certain way of thinking, you have a certain way of feeling. And at times you have to really, really think about what you're saying, what you're doing. It can be really difficult. It can be very, very difficult to do that. In terms of some of the challenges that I faced post-marriage, I would say that because my husband and I are in an interfaith marriage, I've had to adapt to learning about his religion. Now, because I'm Indian and Punjabi already, the Hindu religion isn't something that's completely, you know, weird or alien to me. You know, I do know some of the aspects about the religion and it's nothing strange or new. But, um, you know, I think when you enter into an interfaith marriage, it's a compromise and it's a compromise between two people. You have to be understanding of one another and you have to accept each other's faith and each other's backgrounds. So, yes, I would say that the religious element has been difficult and probably actually not something I anticipated until we actually got married. Um, it kind of occurred to me afterwards that the two worlds were actually colliding. But I think we've overcome that hurdle. I think another challenge for me has been the fact that I'm a staunch feminist and I entered into marriage thinking, right, I have to absolutely retain my sense of self and I have to be Martha, not just Martha and her husband or Martha and Jagveer. It has to be just Martha as well. 
And so retaining that sense of self and having my own identity, that was really, really important to me. You know, I'm a 21st century woman. You know, I went to university, I found out about feminism and I never looked back. Like I can't ignore that that's something that's really important to me. So when I first got married, it was quite difficult to always have to live up to certain expectations that are placed on Asian daughter-in-laws. I think it can be really, really difficult to try and fit into the role of, you know, daughter-in-law on some occasions, especially when you've been educated in a certain way and your brain just works in a totally different way. Obviously, I'm also very westernised and I clash with certain traditional aspects of the Asian culture and the demands placed on women and I won't always 100% agree with what is required of women when they become a daughter-in-law or when they become a wife and you know I have my own set of rules that I would much rather follow. So one of the things I really struggled with is having to always kind of get dressed up and look good. So again in our culture um, when a new bride enters the family she is expected to look 100% all of the time so by that I mean full face of makeup you know dressed glamorously from head to toe and always looking on point like you have to look amazing all the time and for me that was a struggle because on a daily basis I go to work I wear a little bit of makeup you know I'm very much a jeans and jumper kind of girl um, occasionally I wear dresses and stuff whatever I'm not that into makeup and looking good and always kind of you know looking presentable like some days I just want to look like shit and that's okay like you should be able to do that I felt like after my wedding though I had to always kind of look good all the time and that was quite difficult for me it's fine, I guess, if you're going to parties and if you're going to certain special events, you do have to look nice. You do have to, you know, make an effort. You know, you do want to get glammed up. But um, it was the days where there was just nothing going on and you still have to look good. That was quite challenging for me because there were some days where I just want to go somewhere in a jeans and a jumper and I can't. Um, and that would be difficult. So after I got married, um, I feel like my sense of confidence had really increased. Uh, Self-esteem was quite high. I felt like a new woman. I felt like, okay, this is a new chapter. Let's do something new. Typically, South Asian brides, especially when they're new, are expected to have very long flowing hair. I took the drastic decision to cut most of my hair off. And I just went to the hairdressers one day and I just said to the lady, cut it off. And I came home and I think everyone was like, oh my God, what has happened? What have you done? And while I was like, this is amazing. This is fantastic. I look, you know, brilliant and I feel brilliant. In hindsight, I think this was an act of rebellion on my part. I think my mother-in-law wasn't very impressed, I have to say. I don't think she was very happy. But now, a year and a half later, she loves it. I mean, I don't know if she's 100% happy, but she's accepted it, hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, and I, I think a lot of other people in my family as well were thinking along the same lines, you know, what has happened? This goes against the image of a new bride. This is not how daughter-in-law should look. They should not have short hair. They need to have long flowing hair. And I defied that. I wanted a sense of ownership over myself. And I wanted to just reassure myself that everything I was doing after marriage was a decision that I made for myself for me, for my well-being, and that I wasn't being told to do stuff by other people. But I think that's something that I want to do for the rest of my life. I don't want to just be someone who follows the rules. 
I want to be someone who makes their mark and I want to always change things up and I always want to ensure that I'm not just following a certain path that has been set for me. So while a lot of people might pat me on the back and say, oh, well done, you got married in good time, you know, I wouldn't be the first person to be like, well done, because marriage is not some sort of huge achievement in life. You know, it's not a huge accomplishment. I get a lot of people saying to me that because I'm married, I'm adulting now and I'm doing really well. But I think you don't have to be married to be doing well in life. So overall, I think it can be difficult to fit into the traditional image of what a bride or daughter-in-law should look like. And that is something that I found difficult. A younger me at school would have discussed dreams of getting married and I used to say weird things like, you know, the ideal age to get married is 24. You know, my friends and I genuinely used to believe that we had to get married by the age of 24. These were just stupid things that we said. I really want to reiterate to people who are listening that marriage is not an achievement and it isn't something that should be aspired to. Marriage is nice, like it's nice to get married to someone, it's nice to be able to spend the rest of your life with someone, but that it's not the be all and end all of life. There are so many other things that you can achieve and that you can accomplish and marriage doesn't have to be one of those, you know? It's not something that you absolutely have to get done. Set yourself other goals, focus on other things in life that will bring you happiness. If you want to be with someone, be with them. Find a way to carve your own path and do not make marriage the focus of your life. I've had to navigate this new world after marriage quite carefully and I've learned a lot about myself. I've learned about my strengths, about my weaknesses. All in all, I would say that marriage has been a really positive step in my life. I'm really enjoying it so far and I can only hope that that will continue. That's all for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Of course, there is a lot to say about marriages and weddings in Asian culture, but I think it's something that I'll revisit in a future episode. This episode has just been a small snapshot of post-marriage reflections. And I think in an upcoming episode, I will definitely be looking at weddings from a bit more of a wider perspective. I'll be looking at the cost, some of the pressures and many other factors that go into making an Asian wedding. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really hope that you enjoyed it. I would love to hear your views about getting married or preparing for a wedding to share in future episodes. So if you're listening and you're a newlywed or you're planning your wedding right now, whatever it is, please get in touch. Details are in my SoundCloud bio. Thank you once again for listening and I will see you in episode five. Goodbye.